I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to a new season of The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew, I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a 100% faithful fan of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors. This podcast features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. And this is season seven of the podcast, dedicated to series two of The Traitors UK. In case you're wondering how can there possibly be seven seasons of this podcast, it's because we've covered the first UK series, Traitors US, Traitors Canada, both seasons of Traitors Australia, and a special spin-off season covering Survivor UK. So if you're a new fan of the show and a new listener, you have so much content awaiting you because by the end of this season, you will be addicted to the Traitors and you want to go back and listen to all those old episodes on every edition of The Trader, I'll be joined by a special co-host who'll help me break down an episode of the TV programme, hopefully have a laugh with me, and maybe even betray me. So let's crack on and meet my guest co-host for episode one. My co-host today is Lindsay Chisholm. Lindsay is a TV and film buff, Instagram dog mom and my best friend. I don't know why I say dog mom because you are not American. Uh, if you're a long time listener, you'll know Lindsay from her previous appearances on The Trader. And I'm very excited to hear her thoughts on episode one. Lindsay, welcome back. Hi. Are you buzzing for the new series of The Traitors? Dog mom, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you buzzing to be back on The Trader podcast? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, now, we we both loved the first series of Traitors UK. What were you, or what are you hoping stays the same this time around? What do you want them to keep for this series? Um, I quite enjoyed the British one. The British one's been my favourite one. The UK one's been my favourite one. Um, I don't want to go into too much in case we're going to talk about that okay so as we're discussing i will put my input in okay is there anything that you want to see 
new this time? Like any big changes that you're hoping for? Um, no, not really. <laughs> okay, <laughs> quite happy for it to continue yeah. as it has been. Yeah, That's fine. You know me. I like routine. That's okay. <laughs> now, again, for any newcomers to the podcast, after series one of The Traitors UK, the show went on to win two BAFTAs, a Royal Television Society Award and a National Television Award, amongst others. And since then, we've seen a second season of The Traitors Australia and debut versions in Canada, New Zealand, Spain and various other European countries. The UK version has even had a French and Saunders comic relief parody and became the BBC's most successful new entertainment show of 2022 with over 34 million streams on iPlayer. Not that there's a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. In fact, just this morning, The Guardian have given the first episode of the new season a five-star review, saying it's just as masterly as the first and that it well and truly secures its place in the canon of genius reality TV. Now, before Lindsay and I start discussing episode one and seeing if we think we're also going to give it five stars, we need to prepare for our own game of deception, the Tradar Traitor. Now, this is particularly for new listeners and for Lindsay, (laughs) who doesn't always do well with the game. It's because I get caught up in the episode (laughs) and then I completely forget. Well, you know, that's that's part of the trick of it, okay? We have to multitask now. We are going to be playing a sneaky game of dishonesty throughout the podcast episode. And if you're listening, you can play along too. Our goal from here on in is to tell a lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors, or about ourselves, or about anything else at all. For example, Lindsay could tell me that while she was watching episode one on BBC One last night, she had a power cut and missed 10 minutes in the middle of the episode. And if I believed it, then she would win. I don't think I would believe that because I feel like you would have told me that by now. Literally the worst lie ever. (laughs) (laughs) However, uh, our lies can't be fake opinions. We can't pretend to just think or feel something. Like saying we don't like a particular player when actually we kind of do like them. That wouldn't be a very good lie. So we're looking for fake facts. At the end of the episode, Lindsay and I will then put our traitor hunting skills to the test as well as the listeners, and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Lindsay? Yes. Are, are we like clear on the game? Yep, 100%. Okay, are you going to lie to me? Yes. Okay. I already have my little notepad up to remind myself Okay. about the lie. Okay, and just one more thing to clarify. If you think I'm lying to you, <laughs> you don't need to say it immediately because this happened one time before that you called me out straight away. You were like, that's your lie. I think you're lying. You, you can just wait. So just okay. keep a note. And at the end of the episode, we'll, okay. we'll tell each other what we think the lie was. I mean, okay. if you want to call me out, that's fine. But that's not really how the game works. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that case, I think we are ready to start our discussion of Episode 1, Series 2 of The Traitors UK. (laughs) 
the episode begins with a little montage, a little cinematic intro. We've got Claudia. We have an owl. We have a scroll. It's giving Harry Potter. <gasps> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> there's there's a couple of Harry Potter things actually within the first couple of minutes. That was my immediate impression. Already loving it. There's a little preview of some of the tasks, the missions. It looks like they're new. Like they've got some exciting stuff. Maybe even like a bigger budget involved. So that could be cool. Yeah. Uh, and we get a little montage of some brilliant shock reactions at round tables that we'll see in the future. Uh, so it's it's doing a pretty good job of like amping us up straight away, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we then see the contestants arriving in the Scottish Highlands. And there's all these like really cool shots of like a stag. And I get like the Harry Potter steam train, which is near like Fort William, I think. We've got a salmon jumping upstream. I don't think I've ever actually seen a real salmon in my life in Scotland. Uh, we've got Ardross Castle and Inverness. It's kind of like a tourist video. It actually makes me feel ashamed that I haven't seen more of my own country. We should do that. We should do, we, we should do a traitor's road trip, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. Okay, I'm in. Uh, because I've never, be, I've never even been to Inverness or Aberdeen or anything like that. So I feel like we need to travel around and do these places. Well. <laughs> and do a live stream podcast. Uh, so we start to meet the players. Uh, first of all, we've got Anthony. He's a chess coach. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, Lindsay, that chess people on the traitors don't have a great record. Do you remember uh, Jack from the Traitors Australia by any chance? No. No. Let me re- <laughs> remind you. Um, stare that could set you on oh, fire. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Just stare. Jack was like a chest. He's, he's probably a really, really nice bloke, but um, <laughs> that's the... No, yeah. that was creepy. That could so, set you on fire. Uh, Jack was a contestant on Traitors Australia season one. He was a chess coach like Anthony or a chess champion and he wanted to be really strategic and he thought that he could play the game very cleverly. Ended up being the first person banished. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe trying to be overtly strategic and boasting about your chess skills might not always go down well. Next, we've got, we meet Charlotte. She's a recruitment manager. She says that she's out to win, which is good. That's why you're here, surely. We meet Paul next. It says that he's a business manager. It's like the most vague title ever. Like, I don't know, what does this mean? This could be anything. But uh, when he's, the thing is that when he's on the train and he's talking Mm -hmm. to some of the other people, he tells them he works for a technology company in sales. I'm like, that doesn't sound the same as a business manager. Well, maybe like manages business setup. Maybe. Technology, maybe. Or maybe he's lying. Maybe. I wondered if maybe he was doing that thing that lots of contestants do where they don't tell everyone the real... Cre- I mean, why you would lie about being a business manager, I don't yeah. know, but um, I was a wee bit confused there. Sonia appears. Uh, already obsessed with Sonia. <laughs> yep. Uh, on the BBC website, you can read sort of pre-show interviews with all of the cast, and uh, you can read a bit about where they're from, what their jobs are, how they intended to play the game uh, when they started. Uh, she uh, she seems pretty smart because in her interview, she'd figured out that she needs to befriend everybody to get on mm-hmm. in the game, and she says that she wanted to be a traitor. 
So when I read that, I had good feelings about Sonia. Uh, I'm guessing that you you liked Sonia Lindsay. Yeah. I love how she's like got those huge big blue glasses and then I actually laughed out loud. I'm stepping ahead a wee bit here. Do apologise. I, 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 I know what you're going to say. Room, the breakfast room and she goes pew pew pew. <laughs> oh my god. Actually that's go, not what I thought you were going to say. Go I thought home. you were going to talk about her knitting with her little eye oh, mask on. Yeah. <laughs> she had an eye mask on and she was knitting. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's such a big flex. That's multitasking. Mm. Um, I'm quite envious of her. She could have like a whole online career just doing stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we meet Diane. Diane is a retired teacher. Uh, she could be quite low key. I also read her interview on the BBC website and I thought, oh, she seems quite quiet. She says that she doesn't have any gameplay at all. Um, I'll well, say no more than that for now, but what do you think of Diane? She's kind of got a little bit of a weird stare as well, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> there was a part in the episode where she's just watching people, but she's like, she's she's not doing it like secretly. She's like proper staring at them, <laughs> which again, you know that I don't like that, but it makes me feel quite uncomfortable. But I, I don't know how I feel about her yet. I don't know if I like her yet. I actually didn't even realise she was Irish yeah. until you told me. Yeah, so she's uh, Northern Irish, but lives in Lancashire now. She, yeah, she. It's there's this weird contradiction with Diane because on, in her interview online, she seems very like quiet and demure and mm-hmm. doesn't have a clue what the game's about. But yeah, within within this episode, she's really intense. I don't, man, she knows what she's doing. She does know what she's doing. I think she's trying to fool us all. Yeah. Another player that we meet is Ash. Ash is a events coordinator and ash is a big fan of the trader i think ash may be listening right now so ash has been listening to the podcast uh, for quite some time now so it was uh, very exciting to actually see ash appear on the show i knew who ash was just as a listener had no idea that ash was an actual contestant on the show so i was super excited when the Mm -hmm. cast were revealed a few days ago Uh, so very excited to keep an eye on ash Uh, then right we meet a new player and I already know kind of your feelings about this because Lindsay and I were watching the episode last night and we're so excited that we were sending each other voice notes uh, throughout (laughs) most of it so we meet Aubrey Aubrey is a retired shop owner I like we don't know what kind of shop if it wasn't a joke shop a costume shop or a magic shop then I don't know anything I was thinking a toy shop yeah that's the feeling I get from Aubrey Aubrey has a cat called Luther Vandross. I'm already obsessed. They must be protected. However, yeah. Lindsay, your feelings on Aubrey, go. No, like he was introducing it well. They were introducing herself and uh, the comment was, you're going to love me. And I thought, really? No, nope, nope. So that put my, my back up straight away. <laughs> Even though he was like beautifully dressed. Yeah. Like nice outfit. Could have yeah. not for that scene. It's almost like he was dressed as Alan Cumming, of like hosting the US traitors. Uh, he was so well yeah. put together. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he did. He he did say, yeah, he, he think everyone's going to love him, but he'll throw everyone under the bus at the flip of a hat. Yeah. So I mean, I quite enjoyed that he said that, but you're not that much of a no, fan. No, 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 no. Peter, no, no, no. <laughs> People that say stuff like that, like you just automatically think, asshole. 
but then they're playing this game, so you kind of need to be an arsehole. Yeah. But saying that, like, he's going to become really friendly with these people. Like, I know they've only like, got, like, a wee while to film and all the rest of it, but the cast from season one, there's a few of them that are still, like, really good friends. Like, I follow mm-hmm. them a couple, of, a couple of them on Instagram. So he's going to make friends with these people. And saying that comment, I would just be like, no, nah, I don't trust you with anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Zach is up next. Zach is a parliamentary affairs advisor. And I also think we've got different opinions on Zach. I immediately got bad vibes from Zach because mm-hmm. he does this thing where he talks to Andrew and Andrew's uh, Welsh and Zach like shades Cardiff straight away. Like he says, oh, I was going to go to university in Cardiff, but then I visited it and I decided not to. <laughs> and I thought, right. don't, who does that? Don't say that to someone from a place. Mm. Like, but, but I think you quite like Zach. Likes a bit far. Oh, okay. I'm a bit you void just, about you, him so far. You don't mind Zach? No, I don't mind him. Okay, it was just me that took immediate offence to him. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, now, Tra- uh, I, I can't wait to talk about Tracy. Tracy mm-hmm. is a sonographer and clairvoyant, which I think is the best combo ever. So okay. I, I would love nothing more than to go for... Well, I don't want to go for an ultrasound because if you're going for an ultrasound, you're either you pregnant or there's something bad. I don't think I'll ever be pregnant. No. So if I had to go for an ultrasound, I would also want to get a psychic reading at the same time. Like, I'd love it if Tracy was like, oh, the ultrasound shows you have a kidney stone, but I think it's a spirit that's possessed you. Like, that's what I want. Uh, no? I was wondering why the hell you're talking about ultrasounds. Because she's a sonographer. That's her job. She doesn't do ultrasounds though. Ultrasounds is like for folk that are pregnant or have got medical issues, surely. But you get you can get ultrasounds if you've got. Um, I had an ultrasound once. Yeah, but I, it wasn't because you were the person that was doing it. it was clairvoyant. It was. It also was because it wasn't because I was <laughs> pregnant. You can <laughs> you can get ultrasounds for all sorts of things. No, but it's a sonographer. It's a sonographer, is it not? Yeah, that's what she does. No, that's not ultrasound. <laughs> that is. Hold on. Okay, anyway, what do you think of Tracy? Uh, I think I'll like her. She seems <laughs> like she could be quite fun. Okay. But did we not have this in the last season where somebody was a clairvoyant? It's, it's this trope throughout, yeah, different versions of the traitors in different countries. They, they like to cast clairvoyants. So there was one in uh, Traitors Australia. It was a woman called Chloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remember, do you remember Chloe? Yeah. She had quite a dramatic exit. Uh, and Traitors Canada that just aired a couple of months ago, or just to even finish last month, I think, had a clairvoyant in it as well, a woman called Donna, who did quite well. Uh, so yeah, they, they like to have psychic people or mediums on the show. Again, I think they think it makes quite fun casting. Yeah, uh, so I just Googled that and you were right, so yep. <laughs> Are you Googling a sonographer? I did Google, yeah. <laughs> Okay. See, uh, you are multitasking. I'm talking about <laughs> the history of psychics on the traitors and you're Googling sonographers. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. So before we arrive at the castle, I, what I'm going to do at this point is run through the remaining contestants that we don't really get little interviews with yet, but we'll find out um, a little bit about them. Again, this is all online on the BBC website. So we have Andrew. Andrew is an insurance broker from Wales. Brian is a photographer from Glasgow. Hooray! Uh, and like quite good looking. Uh, Charlie is a mental health area manager. 
Evie is a vet nurse from Inverness. So we've got another Scottish person. I love that they film the show in Inverness and she's from Inverness, yet they sent her away to a train station somewhere just to ride back home. It says that uh, Tracy's from Inverness as well. Uh, Tracy? Mm-hmm. Okay, is it? Okay. Does it really? Yeah, it says okay. Tracy tells her age, tells her job title, location, Inverness. Oh, okay. So she's obviously not got a Scottish accent, but Mm-mm. I guess maybe she just lives there now. Cool. Uh, Harry is... Are you checking up on me? Me? No, are I... you like... Because as I'm reading these out, you're like, um, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay. We've got Harry, who is an army engineer. He's only 22. There's uh, another player who's 22 as well. So we've got two quite young people. Jasmine is a sales executive. Jazz is a national account manager. Uh, Johnny is ex-military. Kyra is an apprentice economist. I have no idea what half of these jobs are. National account manager? No idea what that means. Apprentice economist? Could be anything. Mm-hmm. Meg is an illustrator. Okay, I know what that is. Uh, Meg looks quite sweet. She's also the 22-year-old. Meg is giving me, like, she also knits. Like, she's probably going to get yeah. on with Sonia. I love her. Uh, she probably reads lots of, like, young adult fantasy novels. That's the feeling that I'm getting from Meg. Okay. Miles is also a vet nurse, uh, like Evie. Uh, Molly is a model. Ross is a video director. And and I did read his interview online. He's got a very good understanding of the game. He knows how it works. He he also, like Sonia, realizes he needs to befriend as many people as possible and not point too many fingers, because Mm -hmm. we'll probably talk about this as we go on. But actually, in this game... Being an amazing traitor hunter is not a good idea. It's probably not no. going to get you far. No. Because it makes you a big, huge target. That is why I'm worried about Ash. Ah, okay. Uh, yes, and you're probably right to be worried about her because she does a few things that might arouse suspicion. Mm-hmm. So she's like a super-duper fan, eh? Yeah, yeah, you're right. She's a super fan. She knows the show really well. And she obviously listens to this podcast, so she's mm-hmm. like so informed about the traitors. It's unreal. So we arrive at Ardross Castle, uh, this epic arrival scene. We've got these really cool shots of them all pulling up to to the amazing house. We've got Sam Watts' brilliant score playing in the background. The owl is here. I hope the owl is a recurring character. Like, I want the owl to deliver the murder letters. Okay. Like like Hedwig. I want it to just, like, drop letters into people. I love the owl as well, but did you hear the peacock? <laughs> it's like, wah, wah. <laughs> quite a lot <laughs> the episode uh love a peacock mm-hmm. so claudia greets them all she tells them things are about to get quite dark and that makes oh. me wonder if there'll be another twist just like series one mm-hmm. uh at the very beginning she explains the game in case you know the viewers are watching for the first time and the thing is it's it's strange to me but there are a lot of people who are watching this series as complete newcomers without having seen season one a lot of people online are saying they're going to watch the new season even though they didn't watch series one yeah so they we need claudia to kind of explain what's going to happen and set it all up at this point what i'll say is i on the podcast i am going to avoid as many spoilers about other versions of the show as i can uh i'll talk very little about series one of the uk traitors if i can help it because i think a lot of people will watch series two and then we'll go back to series one Mm -hmm. so i'm not going to talk about what ends up happening in series one 
okay. I might at some point talk about when it, or people who do really well in other international versions, but I'm going to try not to talk about what ends up happening in series one. Okay. So Claudia makes all the contestants line up before they go into the house. And now I'm about to kind of spoil something about series one because it happens in the very first episode. Do you remember, Lindsay, what God, happened yeah. in series one? Season I was watching that, I could I was like, no, no. Because I don't know in fact you do know this. We I don't did you apply for for this season? Uh, I did, season? yeah. Right. Uh, I got halfway through my application form and then I had to do a video or photos and I thought, nah, nobody needs to see that. <laughs> um, but when they're all lining up, I thought, oh my God, if I was in that position, you don't want to go to the bottom because you don't want people to be like, right, she's gone. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'd help her heart palpitations. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. Like, they, can't, they can't do this again. They actually can't do this again. So I Yeah, I love this moment. Again, for anyone who hasn't seen series one and doesn't know why this is significant, at the very start of the first episode of series one, Claudia did this. She made everybody line up in this in this order. Who thinks they're who's most confident, who's least confident about about how they're going to get on, and the two people that stood at the end of the line, they were called Kieran and Amos, were sent home immediately. Claudia just says, "Oh well, if you're not confident, this game's not for you. Goodbye." And they yeah. just go. And they've been so humble as well. <laughs> so because all these contestants have seen series one, they know. They remember this moment, so they are paranoid. I I kind of knew they weren't going to do it again. Like I mm-hmm. knew Claudia was messing with them, but I still just thought it was really fun to see them all getting freaked out. But I don't know, like, because when Charlie and Andrew were at the front of the queue, like Charlie was like, "Do you think? Do you think this is going to happen?" Like, yeah. I think I think they all thought that. Yeah, I guess in the moment you would be really scared because you've got no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was there, I, I mean, I would just go in the middle somewhere. I would just think. Just to be safe, like I'm not going to stand at the top or bottom. I'm just going to merge in the middle. Yeah, I probably would have done that as well. So we move inside the house. Then after Claudia reveals that they're not really sending anyone home at all, Uh, it's it's lush, it's beautiful. We've got this new kitchen that they're gonna Mm -hmm. they're gonna show us that they didn't show us in the first series. It's giving Cluedo. It's making me think they've tried to bring the, the board game to life by having a kitchen. Uh, Miles and Evie connect really quickly because they both have the same job. They're vo- both vet nurses. Uh, this is the moment that you loved because we see Sonia uh, going into the room with the portraits and going pew, pew, pew. Did it not remind you of Sam in Traitors Australia, though? No. No? No. Okay. Um, Sonia is a queen. Yeah, I mean... Just, just Sam was a, a traitor in season two of Traitors Australia who loved a finger gun. He called himself the sheriff. He liked to pretend he was killing people off with his fingers. It was very annoying. Uh, <laughs> uh, we see a little bit of Harry at this point, and he says, "I'm just a typical lad." And I think anyone that says they're just a typical lad, I can't relate to in any way whatsoever. So immediately, I was like, mm, "Not sure about you, Harry." Mm. Harry also looks like going back to Harry Potter again. The, <laughs> the young actor who plays Voldemort. Oh yeah. Did yeah, you not think? I can see that? Yeah. yeah. With his hair is quite like him, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's his eyes, really. To be honest with you. Oh okay. But yeah. So you're saying that Harry looks like a snake human? A, a younger is that Voldemort before he turned proper evil. Okay, sorry. Oh. Uh, and I. 
<laughs> You're not a fan of his earring? Oh no! <laughs> the little cross. When he was talking, I was like just looking at his looking at his ear, and I completely missed part of the conversation when he was talking to someone. I was like, that, it's just it's too distracting. Okay, I, like I don't like it. <laughs> Next up, we have the selection of the traitors. So we see their little interviews, their sit downs with Claudia, which I really like. We in lots of other versions of the show in different countries, they just don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get it in the UK. Uh, there's a focus on Ash, Johnny, Jasmine, Harry, and Charlie. They're, they all talk about the reasons for wanting to win. For some of them, it's um, they want to get on the property ladder. Some of them want to just sort of give money to their family and mm-hmm. um, you know do nice things for people around them, which is sweet. And then Claudia asks if they're willing to stab people in the back. We see some responses from Ash, Kyra, Sonia, Aubrey, Harry, and Paul. And then we actually move into the banishment room. Claudia arrives at their own table. I'm My goal in life is to get in that room. I want okay. to be in, the, in that banishment room. I want to touch their own table. I'm manifesting it. So okay. just remember this moment, okay? Well, we already know someone that's on the show, so... Well, we, I do. <laughs> I mean... Okay, we kind of both have connections to people on the show weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that that's going to like give us a route to the banishment room? Um, Are you going to like work your magic and network? Maybe if that person wins, okay, it could be like, uh, going just going just let us go in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'm I'm counting on that then. That changes everything for me. So we see another montage of people being asked if by Claudia if they want to be a traitor. And this is another bit where Diane just sort of goes, ha, no way. Can you imagine me as a traitor? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, fair enough if you think that you can't do it. But if you're like completely opposed to having to lie in this game, I think you're... You're, you're in the wrong show. You're in the wrong show. Because even as a faithful, well, I think if you want to be a good faithful and get to the end, you're going to have to lie at some point. Yeah. Because you can't always make it clear who you're going to vote for. What you really ought to do to get ahead in this game is figure out who the traitors are, but Surely don't tell though. everybody who they are. Surely, though, when you're applying for this game, mm-hmm. you want to be a traitor. Well, because that's what I think. Control. You don't want to be a faithful. You want to be a traitor. So I feel that way. I mean, statistically, in terms of numbers, you're more likely to get to the end as a traitor. You've got so many advantages being a traitor. But well, I, you've got I, so much kind of behind-the-scene power, though. Like, yeah. You're kind of in control when you... The, also, depending on how many traitors there actually is, like, that's only a couple of minds you need to sway, not like 22 of them or something that's there. Yeah. I mean, it's only like a couple of minds you'd be like, oh, right, such and such was like... And then they're like, all oh, right, okay, that's fine, let's vote them out. Yeah. I, mean? I <laughs> agree <laughs> that being a traitor seems to me the obvious choice. I think it would be psychologically really difficult at times, but if you want to win, you should want to be a traitor. But it's amazing, again, in the, in the interviews that the contestants did online, and even just what I see people talking about on social media, there are, there are sort of fan groups on Facebook for the traitors that I'm obviously a member of. So many people say 
they they were watch, they just want to be a faithful. They would they would want to be a faithful. They couldn't handle the pressure of being a traitor, and no. they think it would be more fun to to figure out who the traitors are as a faithful. No, I, yeah, I'm not on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> are you calling Diane a liar? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Bold words. Uh, we also see another little clip uh, of Claudia in the interviews, and she asks Paul, "Paul, tell me three words to describe you." And Paul says, competitive, cruel, traitor. And I sort of thought, and I actually like Paul, but I thought, Paul, calm down. Bet much. Yeah. Like, you don't think, need to explicitly say traitor. I think like, that um, he's diminishing his character. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Big Brother UK Series 7 or Series 8 throwback? Uh, potentially, yeah. Like, okay. he's like, oh, he's a really nice guy until he sits down and goes, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the next thing. Then you're thinking, oh God, okay, stay clear from you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like going for a job interview um, and they ask you for three words to describe yourself and you've been like, like your weaknesses? hireable, amazing. <laughs> What's your three weaknesses? I'm a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought Paul needed to maybe calm down a little bit. Yeah. However... It ends up working because Claudia goes round the table, she's ready to pick her traitors, and on the shoulder she taps Paul, Ash, and Harry. So he, so it works, he becomes a traitor. Um, they take off their blindfolds, Claudia tells them that there will be no murder tonight. However, big new twist that I haven't seen in any other version of the show is that the traitors will choose one more tonight. They'll get Ooh. to spend some time with everybody, uh, get some first impressions, and then they'll meet tonight and they'll choose a fourth traitor. So that's a little bit different. I think this is really cool. What did you think of this? I liked it. I like it. I think it's a good twist. Yeah. Definitely. So there's some chat around the house after the... Or actually not even around the house, just still when they're at the table. Um, Charlotte is watching everybody. She wants to take in their body language and their facial expressions. Paul is in a bit of a daze. Uh, he looks like he's a little bit shell-shocked that he's just been chosen. And then Diane <laughs> Diane talks to Harry and immediately says, were you were you panicking? I could hear you. Did you like my accent? Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Thanks. And I, I don't know if it's... I assume what she meant is that she could hear like his breathing. Like She doesn't explain what she meant by you were panicking. Yeah, I think that's quite weird, that, because in all other episodes of Traitors, nobody's ever mentioned somebody breathing heavily beside you. Do you know what I mean? So either yeah. Harry was, like, <laughs> and, like, proper scared, <laughs> or yeah. Diane's just, like, already fishing of, he could be a traitor. She could be. She could actually just be inventing that. I never thought of yeah. that. Yeah, I wondered, like, what exactly was Harry doing that made you think he was panting? So either he was, like, panting, or I'm like, was he like drumming his fingernails on the table? Was, was he like just under his breath, like fuck, fuck, fuck? Like what is he doing? That like, she you thought he was. Me, you pick me. <laughs> so it wasn't actually that clear. Uh, so that's not good for Harry. If like the second he's taken off his blindfold, someone accuses him of being a traitor. Yeah. Um, but then also, does this put Diane in danger? Because if she has just turned to a traitor and says, "Were you panicking?" Like he. That's not that's not good because he might just murder her. So uh, Diane needs to be really careful about what she's saying to who. Mm-hmm. 
Now, there's a further debrief round the castle. So we move out of the banishment room and they get to have some chats to one another. Johnny uh, is very happy that he's a faithful. I like Johnny. I wonder if he's a bit too nice for this game. Maybe. I like he, he seems, yeah, he just seems very like nice and pleasant and easygoing and like a good guy. And I'm like, yeah. mm, if you're like really happy to be a faithful, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is going to go well for you. Yeah. Paul is already planning who he wants to get rid of. <laughs> He's right in there. Uh, and Diane, again, is having like traitor chat with Chawney straight away. She's already talking about who she thinks traitors could be. And I think she just needs to be careful. Yeah, I think like they've all kind of jumped in to the game straight away without even kind of getting to know each other a wee bit better. So they don't really know people well enough to be like, you're a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I kind of felt during that episode as well. Like, they don't really get to know each other enough to Mm -hmm. then cast a vote. Yeah. And because of what Diane immediately said to Harry at the table, Harry then, like, also immediately tries to counter that. So he starts planting, like, an anti Diane seed. So he's talking to people going, hmm. Well, guess what Diane just said to me? I think that's a bit shady. So he's he's like trying to very, very quickly act back against what she's done. Mm-hmm. So it's time for the traitors to actually meet one another. Because because they, they don't know who the other traitors are yet. I love that time between the selection and the traitors meeting where even they don't know who the other traitors are. Did you see the, the, the camera panning on to the actual three traitors just sitting together before they even knew the traitors? <laughs> I didn't oh. notice it, but I have seen it since mm. on Twitter. Uh, people showing little pictures of it, so that passed me by. But yeah, that was really, really funny that that mm-hmm. happened. So Claudia uh, meets the traitors at night outside in the darkness. She makes them take their traitor's oath. I mean, it's all a bit silly, but it adds to just the whole world and the whole atmosphere and creates this story. It really makes us feel like, oh, it, this is a murder mystery and we're kind of watching a drama. So mm-hmm. it, it all works, I think, even though it's obviously a bit over the top. Uh, Harry and Paul arrive first, and they both seem really happy to see each other as traitors. Ash arrives last, and there seems to be mutual surprise that none of yeah. them expected that it was going to be the others, which I guess is a good sign. If they are surprised, that means that they hadn't picked up on one another behaving strangely. yeah. yeah. And now their task is to choose their fourth traitor. So they start going through some names. They suggest Miles, maybe Andrew, Sonia. And that, this is when we see Sonia like knitting in her room. With a blindfold <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, there's a shot of Andrew, by the way. Andrew is topless and lifting weights and he's like massive. Yeah, we don't really need that. That's like the shower scene again. Yes. And they... So the... There's a, a co-host on the trader who's going to be back later this season, Alan. Uh, Alan has been on previous episodes with me, and Alan's a big fan of the show. Alan has a theory. Alan okay. says that whenever you see one of these nighttime hotel room shots of a man topless, it's a bad omen, and it means that they're a goner. So it happens Ooh. throughout these shows that when you... Like the, like the guy in the shower that you just mentioned... Um, can't remember his name, but he was on Australia season two. Like he didn't last very long. Oh, there's absolutely no need for it. <laughs> so, First of all, if, like, can you come out of my room? I'm going to take a shower and wash. 
<laughs> well, if Alan's theory is true, maybe Andrew's not going to last that long. We'll, we'll put the theory to the test. Yeah. Uh, the traitors are then worrying that Miles or Andrew, maybe they're too strong, like they're too big. Maybe they shouldn't take on a traitor that's going to be really good and really popular. Uh, right. Or they think that if they recruit Miles or Andrew, then they will just turn back on the traitors and they'll, they'll throw them under the bus. Then they move on to Diane. And Harry says, well, she's already really suspicious of me, so maybe we should just get her on board as a traitor. Yeah. And he also implies that she, I think he uses the term easy pickings. So I think he means, well, we could recruit her and then just banish her quite soon. Yeah. Um, so that would be good for us. They, we don't know who they choose. They write it down and they deliver their choice to Claudia. Super dramatic soundtrack again. I think the production on this is just so Beautiful. cinematic and mm-hmm. uh, epic. Studio Lambert, who make the show, have totally gone all out. And they use this really cool shot of Claudia that lots of people are talking about online as well. There's this like point of view shot as if you are the person who's just been chosen and Claudia hands you like that. the note and she just says, it's you. Which has now spawned like hundreds of... Uh, like memes and gifs online, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> overnight. Uh, I love it. I it makes me wonder if they're going to use this technique more often throughout the series of Claudia like talking directly to the camera as if you're a player. Hopefully, I think it's I think it's quite cool. I like it too. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, next morning, it's breakfast. Uh, people start arriving. There's chatter about how many traitors there are. Are there three? Are there four? <laughs> Ash is paranoid because she doesn't want to look too much at her fellow traitors. So she's trying yeah. to like be in the mind of a faithful. Yeah. And then there's this weird moment where Sonia walks up to Ash and just goes, are you yeah. a traitor? What, why, why did she do that? I don't know, like, I was like, what the actual hell? And then I thought to myself, Sonia's been picked as the traitor. Like, the fourth yeah. one. Yeah, but Ash, Ash handled that really well, though. Like, yeah. if, if somebody had done that to me, I would just instantly panic and probably pee myself. <laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, but Ash handled it very well. Very well. Yeah, she just sort of was like, what? I can't hear you. And then just sort of didn't really respond at all, as if, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So... Yeah, but she could have completely like, panicked. Well, you better not be a traitor. Yeah, yeah. Like, so... Yeah, it was a weird... I couldn't tell if Sonia was genuinely suspicious of her or nah, nah, was so. just trying to be funny. 
and accidentally actually picked a traitor to say it to. Yeah, I think that's what's happened. Yeah. Claudia Rice. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes. Diane's little bitchy comment, though. <gasps> no, what was it? She went, why is everybody clapping when they're coming through? Like, as if she was like, everybody's so happy to see each other. We've not even known each other for 24 hours. Like, what is going on? I was just like, uh, oh, you sitting in the corner there. Calm yourself. I didn't hear her say that, but it's funny you said that because I was watching this section of the episode with my um, current housemate who came in at this point to watch the episode. Didn't know what The Traitors was. Uh, I very quickly tried to explain, oh, it's like a competition show, it's amazing. <laughs> and he was like, why are they all clapping when people walk in this room? <laughs> so I had to explain why what was going on and why they were clapping. Ah, but they've uh, been like that as well. They're like, right, okay, hiya, morning, let's have a seat, let's have a breakfast. They're like, oh my God, it's amazing. You survived when there was going to be no murders. Oh yeah, oh, you're, oh, of course, yeah, there was no murders. Yeah. So why are they clapping? Yeah. Like, Yay! And they're all like peeking through the doors if it's me. I've not been murdered. I guess, yeah. I, weirdly, the... didn't occur to me. So okay, sure. Yeah, maybe it's a bit weird that they're clapping this morning. Uh, okay. So uh, Claudia arrives. She tells them the traitors are now complete. The, uh, the existing traitors have chosen their final traitor. And she says, but the, but the new recruit doesn't know who the existing traitors are either. Mm-hmm. They're in the dark. So Claudia says the recruit will find out who the other traitors are tonight. We get a little segment of Johnny and he talks about the loss of his leg when he was 21 in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't want to be defined by it. So it's really interesting like seeing, you know, finding out a bit more about him. It really, it, I thought it was really interesting. And again, he came across as a really nice guy. Yeah. I, I get the impression if they're bothering to show us this, Johnny's going to be important somehow. Yeah, I mean, he was sitting because he was like, I'm quite glad that nobody's pulled out a chair for me and that kind of thing. Like, he's... Yeah. Like, I think he just appreciates being treated as equal. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Uh, what I mean? On to the mission then for the episode. Uh, This is a new mission. We haven't seen this before, Mm -hmm. which I think lots of viewers are going to be really happy about because... Uh, and uh, when uh, Traitors US Season 1 and UK both aired uh, people were a lot of viewers were annoyed that they had the same missions as one another so I guess people will be happy to see that this is all brand new. Yeah. They have to gather these floating puzzle pieces in the loch to make a beacon which actually kind of is like the very first mission in the first episode remember they had the big metal beasts? Yeah like the big like rabbit things Yeah like- <laughs> I was actually <laughs> Rabbits. laughing so much during this task. <laughs> was it at Claudia? Well, what Claudia was saying, but also the green boat. <laughs> <laughs> just going round in circles? There's only three of them, and they were just going round in circles. And uh, yeah. Anthony was like, I've never been in a boat before, I've never been in a boat before. And she's like, just stop pulling it the same way, because they're just going to keep going in circles. And then Claudia's like... That's the fifth time they've just been around the green boats, just been around the circles. I just actually killed myself. It was also quite interesting as well because they have to work as one big team. Yeah. You, yeah. you could see who the big characters were during that task as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think quite a few of them have stood out during that task. Yeah, I think you're right that in the first season they split them into two kind of like opposing teams and mm-hmm. it was all a bit pointless. So I think they've realised oh, there was no reason to do that. Let's just make them all work together. But also remember, like, in the first season when they done that, the 
the woman what was her name the one with the blonde hair again uh hannah no she didn't oh nikki Nikki. Nikki took charge and she was like yeah. trying to get everybody on board and trying to get everybody to work together. And that actually went against her. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But in this season, there's more than one Nikki. There's there's quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have £15,000 available if they can win this challenge. And Claudia also reveals that the, they will be able to win a shield this time around. So yeah. that's going to operate a little bit differently this series. There's no armory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the armory is something that's been used in series one and in other versions. We, we, the armory is basically a, a room, a cupboard somewhere in the house. Uh, and groups of players go in and open boxes, and one of the boxes has a shield in it, and that's how you yeah. win it. I. <sighs> I hate the RNA. <laughs> I am existing listeners. You've heard me talk about this so many times. For new listeners, I'm briefly going to talk about it. I hated the armory because I thought it was a really boring way to win a shield, to walk into a room and just open a box, and if you win it, you win it. And the the problem for me that happened with the armory was the players realized what they could do is not tell anyone who'd won the shield. Uh so you could have like a group of six people all going into the armory to see if they can find the shield in a box. But they just agreed amongst themselves, oh, let's just not tell each other who found it and we'll just all pretend it could have been any one of us and so the traitors won't murder any of us. And so it just the whole shield just became pointless, in my opinion. So anyway, ran over. I'm glad <laughs> they got rid of it. I like that they have to like compete to win a shield, uh, which they did in... Traitors Australia Series 1, and I really liked it. So I'm glad they're doing it this way now. Yeah. Uh, there are three shields uh, around. There's one on land, two in the loch. Uh, the shields protect you from being murdered. They don't protect you from being banished, though. Basically, players can go get a shield if they choose to. So they're trying to do the mission and complete the puzzle, but if they want, they could try and go and run off and get a shield for themselves. So... They have to decide how they want to play this. Do they want to be selfish or do they want to appear like they're they're part of the team and they're completely devoted to just finishing the task? Yep. What, what do you think you would do? Would you try and get a shield? Well, see, I was thinking this at the time. No. Okay. I think it's a wee bit too early on in the game and I think those that have went for the shield are targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could end up being a target. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree with you that it's. I don't know if it's worth the risk. Like you, there's 22 people at this point. Yep. You, statistically, you're probably not going to get murdered unless you're really unlucky. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's worth running off to get a shield and making yourself look bad. Yeah. So I think that's like looking like trustworthy is be- is more important than yeah. getting a shield and being safe for one single night. So, like you said, Ross starts directing everybody quite early on. I actually didn't recognise Ross without his glasses on. I thought that it was like some new contestant, so I was very confused. Oh. Kyra says she's determined to do well in the challenge. I, I think that it doesn't... I actually think who who does well in challenges doesn't really have any bearing on the competition. No. Like, I think when the traitors decide who to murder... They don't care about who did well in challenges. And I think when it comes to banishment, people They're don't care about... about yeah, I just don't think they go, oh, well, let's think about who did well in the challenge. Like, I just don't think anyone actually really cares. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, the I also made a note about the green boat. <laughs> just oh my God, so going round in circles. Um, <laughs> that's the fifth time now it's been going. <laughs> that's why I think Claudia's the best host. Yeah. Because she interacts in a way that's so sort of genuine and hilarious that, like, Alan Cumming is good in his own way, but I just thought he wouldn't be as funny as this nah. and as, like, nah. off the cuff as this. Yeah. Uh, Jazz decides to go for a shield, and I wonder how that this how this will go down with the others. And Johnny seems quite annoyed by it. Well, they're like, uh, "Oh, thanks for the help, Jazz," because in the middle of doing it, and he just jumps off the boat and swims over. Yeah. Um, Harry goes for a shield too because he thinks that it'll make him look like a faithful. I think this is a good. This is a good move. Okay. Right. If I was in Harry's position, I would have done the same thing because you've got that comment with Diane. Mm -hmm. he's then planting seeds and this early on in the game they're not going to be like oh harry's a traitor because and then they're going to think no this early in the game they're not going to think he's a traitor and i think going for the shield has just wiped him completely off the board so i think it's a good move he's saying it's because he doesn't want md to think that he's a traitor but in a way that's one less person to get to murder yeah exactly so I think it's a good move. Well done. Yeah, I think it's probably quite smart of him to make himself look like a faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the at the end of the mission, basically they they solve the puzzle, they set it on fire, they win, hooray! Of course they do. Again, I, they wouldn't <laughs> have got this all like it was with like seconds to spare. Yeah. Before they could press that, and it was actually Brian that took control and got everybody out of the water and got everybody sorted and all the rest. Of it like it was him. Mm-hmm. That was one of the nine of the key the key characters I was saying earlier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh-huh. one of the ones. So as well as Ross, like he done quite well with like getting all these people out when you've got people that can't swim, yeah. people that don't really know what the hell's going on, people that haven't rowed, like and everybody looked at him in complete chaos, as he said, in mm-hmm. the VT as well. Yeah. So yeah. Do you believe that they actually completed this mission within the time limit? No. <laughs> There's just no way. See, if that boat is going around five times, right? Now, me and you have been in a canoe. Do you remember that one time in Turkey that we went in the canoe and we, we thought we were going to die? Because um, it was going to topple over? No, I, I don't remember being in a canoe. I remember being in Turkey. I remember being in a gorge where we almost drowned. But uh... Yeah, that was quite frightening. No, it was, we were at like some sort of private beach. And oh, it was check only us. like maybe, it was the last day Bougie. or something. It was like the last day or something, and it was like a kind of water parky thing. Okay, I mean, I remember scuba diving. Oh. I'm sure this is fascinating for the listeners, but I maybe I was traumatized by it and I've wiped it from my memory. Well, the the the, the canoe thing was going to topple a few times because the two of us couldn't coordinate, and that took okay. ages. So there's no way in one hour. That canoes went round five times to then get them at the podium, get all the bits together, get back in the canoe and get back. Yeah, um, I'm a bit sceptical about it as well. You should uh, maybe see if we can get someone from this season on and ask them that question. I, I have a feeling that they wouldn't tell us the truth, though. Well, we, we know a certain person... We both know a certain we could, so are you saying that we could find out behind the scenes and then reveal yeah, the truth? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you think we should tell people who we're talking about? No. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. So uh, this 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 person 
is actually related to somebody that me and Matthew used to work with. Yeah, yeah. And the person we used to work with also applied for the traitors, and then his cousins applied for the traitors. So when we were talking last night and doing our texting and like our voice chats and all the rest of it, uh, you didn't actually realise who that was until I had to properly tell you who it was, and yeah. then you seen it was that person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, no, let's keep it a secret for now. Okay, okay. So... At the end of the mission, as well as winning the £15,000, Kyra, Harry and Jazz all have shields as well. Next, we are ready to go back to the house. We're in the cars. Uh, There's some general chat in the jeeps about who the traitors are. Uh, Meg thinks that the traitors are probably going to be quiet people that they least expect. I think Meg probably shouldn't say that because Meg is a quiet person that nobody will suspect. Yeah. So I, she... I think Meg's gonna be a bit of a dark horse, to be honest mm. with you. I do think. I like her. I also I like... like you know, you were talking earlier on about their their little interviews and all the mm. rest of it. Um the jumper that she's wearing, I really hope she's crocheted <laughs> that. And she can be like a crochet queen because you know I've started crocheting this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crochet goals. So yeah, I like Meg. I think she's a bit of a dark horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quite like Meg too. I'm worried that she, again, that she's maybe too quiet, too quiet. and that people will think that, that that's suspicious. Just because I think back to Alyssa, who was a traitor in series one, and no spoilers, but just got into a bit of trouble because the same that people thought she was maybe too quiet. Um, and that, that puts suspicion on her. Mm. Even though Meg isn't a traitor. Mm, I didn't like Alyssa. As oh, I recall. Wow. Okay. I don't think oh, I did. she's not listening. Oh, I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I okay. liked the start, but as we dwindled, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, Diana is... Uh, sorry. I'm going to like cut that because I called her Diana and that's not her name, it's Diane. <laughs> I've been really, really um, wanting to not say the sim. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. No. <sighs> okay. Diane is still in observation mode. She, Like you said, she's kind of like staring around the room and around the cars at people. She's staring at people. And when they notice her, she's just still staring at them. <laughs> Andrew seems like he's being kind of a natural leader. So Andrew's like the big Welsh buff guy. Mm. I, I I think that being a quote unquote natural leader is not a good thing in this game. No. I think the traitors don't like people who are really strong and assertive, and that everyone else likes. No. You don't want somebody that's strong and assertive that can like sway people's opinions, yeah, easily. And if he's going to be quite dominant and such a likable character, because I think he will be. Yeah, he's got a lot of um, lot of sway. Yeah. Do you think he's got Riz? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Riz uh, was like the word of the year last year from like Webster's Dictionary or Collins Dictionary or something. All right. So Riz is like what the what the kids are saying. Oh, okay. And they think that it probably comes from the word charisma. So if you've got Riz, you're like quite charming. Like you've got something about you. You're a bit cool. Like I've got Riz, obviously. <laughs> um. Do you think maybe the kids can't spell and shortened it to Riz? When you said it, the first thing I thought was Rizzle Kicks, and I was like, what? This is how out of touch I am. Well, now you know. 
and you can be cool like me too, and you can have Riz. I think I might use that tomorrow at work and just see if MD actually knows what I'm talking about. I would like to hear back, or I would like a report on that. Done. So Andrew seems to have natural Riz. Uh, he gives like a little speech and does a toast and all that, but yeah, I'm worried that that's not the traitors just won't like people like that. Yeah. Uh, Kyra is still a bit annoyed about Anthony being rubbish at rowing. <laughs> and that gets back to Anthony, who's then yeah. really pissed off about it. But why is he pissed off at Zach for Zach telling him that? Interesting I, to me. Interesting. I think Inter- maybe he thinks Zach's that... Just like, mm. I don't know if he thinks that Zach's like just stirring things, so he's annoyed about that. He's like, why are you telling me this? I, I don't think Zach was studying it though. I think he was just—it was just general conversation, and like Anthony's just—I don't know. Yeah. Working his chess magic. And I think Zach's <laughs> just quite like um, likes to just sort of be like have banter and have a bit of chat and make wee jokes at yeah, like, people and stuff. Well, you could I'm... see like when he done the kind of the, the awkward kind of oh god, oh god, oh god, like that kind of smile, Zach. That I think he thought. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But I think the way that Anthony reacted towards it was a bit like child chucking their toys out the pram. <laughs> Interesting to me. Interesting. Interesting. And Zach has a his own quite important moment because Zach makes a comment in the car and said that he'd be sleeping easy tonight. Yeah. And Sonia hears that. And decides that she's going to tell this to various other people. And in front of a bunch of other people, she pulls in Ross to corroborate it. She's like, Ross, come here, you know, come in here. Didn't you didn't Zach say this? Zach said he was gonna sleep easy tonight. And Ross is like, oh, Yeah, he did say that, but why are you asking me this? Like this is really silly. So Sonia didn't uh, say that. <laughs> is that your lie? No. No, she was like, oh, someone said they're going to sleep easy tonight. Who was it? And then, like, she goes to Ross and Ross goes, oh, it was Zach. Sonia didn't mention Zach. Okay, I'm sorry. I Is think that your lie? Son- no, it wasn't a lie. But I may- Maybe I'm just getting mixed up, but it wasn't a lie. Okay. Sonia- I think Sonia did know it was Zach, though, but she wanted, she didn't want she to be the to- one to say his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... There's it's this weird triangle of like Ross is annoyed at Sonia for saying that and mm-hmm. Sonia's trying to land Zach in it and everyone's then a bit suspicious about Zach. It's uh it's a bit messy. Yeah, it's it's kinda of went like full circle, like Sonia's just like, Yeah, pew pew <laughs> So working her pew pew magic. Or so she thinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aubrey claims to Ash, that he knew immediately who the traitors were. He says that uh, after selection, after they took off their blindfolds at the round table, he could immediately tell who had changed. Lies. <laughs> the thing story. is, he doesn't say who. He doesn't like name them. He's just like, I know who they are. He's probably saying that to make Ash be like, oh my god, does he think it's me? Does he think it's me? But there's absolutely no way the minute the blindfolds are off and you've known these people for like, what, half an hour? that their their character changes. There's just no way. It's just lying. Uh, well, it's just trying to add fuel to the fire. I'm going to, like, sort of play both sides of this argument. I, okay. Mainly, I think you're right. I think 
but just looking at people's expressions probably doesn't give away actually that much and people can just be nervous and anxious yeah. and, and it doesn't mean they're a traitor however uh, again if we if you think back to australia season one there was a player called claire who was chosen as a traitor straight mm-hmm. away and loads of other players recognized that she was behaving really weirdly after the blindfold came off and she was and it was because she, she was, was a traitor she was. so she actually did a really bad job of that um do, so do you think aubrey is just talking rubbish to get yeah i think it's talking rubbish to see what ash's reaction is like mm. to see if she's a faithful if she's a traitor yeah okay could be at this point the clocks chime midnight which signals for everybody it's time to go back to bed uh, or go not back to bed have they been to bed or oh, they have been to bed <laughs> time to go to bed anyway and this sort of reminds me that uh, i read uh, i read an interview with one of the producers of the traitors a while back and they said this was one of their techniques in making the show they want on set they really wanted to have as little interaction with the players as possible so they did things like the a clock would chime at midnight to tell them that's the end of the day rather than have I mean, I know Claudia's there at times to tell them, okay, here's the mission, here's what you're going to do. But Claudia's not there all the time. Yeah. And they don't want producers constantly stepping in and telling everybody what to do. So they, they try as much as possible to stand back and just let them talk. Mm-hmm. So having things like the clock just kind of does does some of the job for them. Yeah, I like that though. Yeah. It makes it all more authentic. Yeah, yeah. So for the end of the episode, then, uh, we go to Traitor's Tower. The Traitors are going to meet. Uh, they, they think that they are... Well, it's the, it's the, first of all, it's the, the original three Traitors that Claudia chose. So they think they're doing really well so far, Harry, Paul, and Ash. They think that they've made the right choice with the recruit. We get another one of the Claudia point of view shots where it's like she we're we're the traitor and she's talking to us she makes us take the oath it's it's it builds up the tension really well and then the fourth traitor whoever they are is about to enter traitor's tower and the episode ends right there Uh, what i'll ask first of all is you Am I right in thinking you have not seen the next two episodes? No, no. So you don't know who the fourth traitor is? No, I was I was very tired after watching that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed up all I stayed up till the early hours of the morning watching all three episodes. So I I know what's gonna happen next. I'm not okay. gonna spoil it for you. Uh I wrote down my guess at the moment I finished the episode. Okay. Uh, my guess was that Diane was the recruit. And I'm not going to say whether that ends up being right or not. Who mm-hmm. do you think the recruit is? Uh, well, remember at the end of that episode, you said Diane and I said Sonia. Ah, uh, uh, okay. So I'm going to stick with Sonia. Okay. Overall, what did you think of this as an opening episode? Uh, I absolutely loved it. Okay. That was really, really good. Who are your favourite contestants so far? Um, I like Kyra. Okay. I like Brian, obvs. Uh, I like Molly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I, I think I might like Andrew. Okay. And I think I like Harry. <laughs> I like I like quite a lot of them. I like quite a lot of them. So far, so good. 
anyone, uh, I think I know what you'll say. Who who are you not a fan of at this point? Aubrey, Diane. <laughs> eh, is that really? Everybody else is aight. Okay. Uh, what do you think of the traitors that Claudia has chosen? So uh, Paul, Ash, Harry, do, do you think they're going to do well together? Well, I think that Paul is going to be a bit of a badass, right? But I also think that's not going to go in his favour. I think he's going to rub people up the wrong way. Okay. Um, when the traitors first got like announced, I thought Ash and like Harry were going to be terrible. I thought this is just a young boy, like. He's just a jack the lad, as he said. And then Ash, I thought, she knows a lot about the show. She's, like, watched all the seasons. She's watched, she's listened to all the podcasts and stuff like that. And I think some... And then I thought, sometimes that can, like, not work in your favour. Because remember Annabelle from the Australian? Yeah. She she went in knowing exactly what was going to happen. And I think you maybe get a wee bit too cocky that way. But I think as the episode went on... I thought, oh no, maybe Ash is going to be actually quite good. And I've grown warm to Harry as well. I think yeah. he might actually be quite good. Considering he's like in the army, mm-hmm. like I don't think he's just a jacked lad. I think he's going to be quite cognitive when he's thinking about stuff. Yeah. And he's going to like plan out quite well, I think. It's my yeah. thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the same way as you. At first, I was not sure about. Harry is a choice, and I didn't. I really wasn't sure about Paul. Mm-hmm. Actually, by the end of the episode, I thought I had changed my mind, and I thought, no, I think they will do pretty well actually for the time being. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of turned around on them. I can see why they were chosen as traitors. Yeah, I think I think it's a good choice. Okay, so uh, you're looking forward to episode two. Yeah, I'm going to watch well, it the minute we stop here. Okay, we'll see if our predictions are right. You can send me a message. Um, Before we finish up and we finish our game of betrayal, uh, Mm -hmm. it's uh, promo time. Lindsay, is there either anything that you want us to check out online, like social media where we can find you? Or do you have any recommendations for us? What should we be watching apart from the traitors? Um, Well, social media... I'm on Instagram, and if you give me a wee follow, I'll more likely follow, most likely follow you back. Uh, so, my what would stop you from following someone back? Uh, just if there was like hundreds of babies, hundreds of baby pictures and stuff. <laughs> no, can't be doing that. Uh, <laughs> but as you said, I'm a dog mom, so my Instagram is filled with quite a lot of scenic bits of Scotland and trees and stuff and occasional doggy pictures. But that's at Chisarella and I'm pretty sure you'll mark that down. Uh, As for watching stuff, I... People are going on about Saltburn right now. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, I've seen Saltburn. Is it good? I loved it. I thought it was great. Right, because I got the first, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes in and I thought, this is utter crap. But I feel like, (laughs) like nobody said anything bad about it. Everybody's raving about it. So that's on my list. Okay. Um, and then an obvious choice, which I think I've probably said this before because I'm a bit of a creature of habit. I am rewatching Supernatural right from the start, and I'm now on season six because I binge like nobody's binged before. So yeah. So Saltburn, not really recommending because I don't know if it's going to be good, or, good or bad. But going on. So yeah, Supernatural and Saltburn. 
Okay. Uh, I, I recommend Saltburn. I really liked it. It's wild. It's so strange. It's quite a surreal film. Um, okay. Absolute batshit stuff happens in it, but I really, really enjoyed it. What's the main guy been in before? Uh, the big tall guy? The main or guy? Or the shorter one? The, the main guy? He's been in a few things. He was. Did you see Dunkirk? Uh, no. Uh, his name's Barry Keown, if that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Oh, he was in Eternals. Uh, oh, was in that's the, it. He was in Eternals. That's what it is. Yeah. Remember yeah. how boring that film was? The, the, yeah, I was not a fan at all. No, just went on and on and on. <laughs> there is something else I want to say as well. Uh, Rebel Moon. Oh, yes. I was talking to you about this today. I feel like I've watched like the first maybe 10, 15 minutes of it and it's quite like sci-fi-ish. Mm-hmm. I think you should watch it. I mean, uh, I do like sci-fi, so maybe I will give it a go. My husband's in it. My husband that doesn't know he's Char- my husband. Charlie Hunnam? Oh, he's so handsome. He's a very, very oh, beautiful he's, he's, yeah. oh, he's very, 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 very handsome. <laughs> Love everything he's been in. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, good recommendations. Yes. So, Lindsay, we've been mm-hmm. playing a game, I hope. We've been playing The Trader Traitor. Mm-hmm. So our goal was to try and betray one another, deceive one another by telling a lie. Okay. Did you lie to me? Yep. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. I lied to you too. Yep. I'm going to guess your lie. Okay. And it's the only thing... I, I've i got one guess and that's it. Sometimes I've got several... I make little notes and I've got like several things that it could be... I've got one thing you said. All right, okay. Unless it was about Saltburn. But I don't think that's... Unless you're like, you didn't really watch the first 10 minutes. Uh, is the lie that we went in a canoe? No. I, not <laughs> I truly that. don't remember us being in a canoe. We were in a canoe. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was Calcan. Yeah. Remember we went to Calcan and the, the sole of my shoe melted off because it was so hot. Yeah. Uh, it melted off in the street, do you remember? Um, no, we so went we... to we got in a wee boat and it was like the beach and there was only like maybe six or seven people there. Yeah. And it was like beach okay. things. Well, I'm maybe sorry. Maybe you were that exhausted because apparently I snore and I keep you up. So maybe you oh, were that exhausted on. by the end of the 10 days. <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about that because I'll just get angry for 10 minutes. Okay, okay. I probably was sleep deprived and yeah. had heat stroke and I don't remember the canoe. Remember okay. the bath though? So anyway. <laughs> In that case, what was your lie? Well, can I guess your lie first? Oh, right, okay. Because my, my, my lie's pretty epic. I think, I think you're no, going to get... One you have one no, no, I'm just saying I think I've done a not... I don't think I've done a great job, and I think I lied about something that you know is not right. Oh, I'm so annoyed at myself. What do you think well, the lie is? you know I'm probably not going to get it right. Are you <laughs> lying about Sam doing the guns and doing pew-pew? No, that was true. Remember, he used Sam. He called himself the sheriff, and he was like, "I'm going to get them. I'm, I'm, I'm the. I'm going to be the greatest trader there's ever been." No. Oh, I remember it now. Yeah. <sighs> Not a lie. Oh well, I feel quite good. Are you ready okay. for my lie? What was your lie? My lie was about Brian, and how I don't actually know him, and how he's not Alex's cousin, and how I've never met him. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. 
You're lying. Nope. nope. Wait a minute. So I planted the seed last night. To you even I... thinking, I can see he looks like Alex. He does look like Alex. And then even going, oh my god, he's got the same accent as Alex. And I was just sitting in my bed like, <laughs> hold on a minute. You're saying you actually started this game before we even recorded the podcast. Of course. I've told to people. I've told people <laughs> about this. So you've invented that someone we know is a cousin of Brian on the traitors. Yeah, yeah. And I've believed it and told people and talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be an absolute epic lie because I have never lied to you during any of these games because I keep forgetting. So it had to be like, uh, like a magnificent, like out of this world, okay, like gobsmacked of a lie. I mean, firstly, I think that's kind of cheating because you did it outside the no, podcast. It's not. But, no, but it's then not. you did say it in the podcast. Is that why you were like, yeah. oh, should we, tell it? should we tell the listeners who it is? Yeah. <sighs> I said, God, Matthew. But yeah, I got you thinking he looks like him. He sounds like he him. He does look like him. No, he doesn't. Well, maybe slightly, but no. <laughs> that's funny. That's the best I ever. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm now going to have to text several people and say, I don't actually know Brian through someone. Oh, I'm mortified. Well, you've still got your friend that, well, that you used to work with him, so... Well done. Thanks. I suppose. I whip my hair back and forth. Do you want to know my lie? Uh, go. Even though I was successful, it's now just pitiful and pathetic with <laughs> yours. My lie was I said I've never been to Aberdeen and I have been to Aberdeen. Oh. Right at the start. I was like, oh, I've never been to Inverness or Aberdeen. I have. It's really boring. It's really boring. It's and really I thought, well, Lindsay knows. I was like, you're going to get that straight away. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, you've been to Aberdeen. To be fair, I don't even know where you've been nowadays because you're off jet setting <laughs> all the time. I can't even keep up anymore. <laughs> were, you last, were you in Norway last time or was it Sweden? Still don't know. <laughs> Neither Switzerland. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was in Switzerland yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, Lindsay. Uh, Can I before... have the crown of best liar, please? You can have the imaginary invisible crown of best liar for now. Leaves heavy on my head. I mean, I also lied to you, and you. So, I mean, I deserve it as much as you do. No. No. You've not been to Aberdeen. That's like the worst accent ever. <laughs> uh, I can't. I had a customer coming in from Aberdeen, and I had to actually ask her to slow down because I did not have a clue what she was saying. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm from Aberdeen." And I was like, "I caught Aberdeen." <laughs> what do you need? How can I help you? So yeah. So before we wrap up. Uh... We have lots of new guest co-hosts lined up for the rest of this season of The Trader. Very, very excited. Some returning guests, some brand new guests. We'll have a couple of new segments as the podcast season goes on. And if you're listening, it would be absolutely fantastic if you could leave a little review or you could subscribe and follow. It really, really helps the podcast and it helps it be noticed and it helps the algorithms and all that stuff. So if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Spotify or YouTube, um, please follow or subscribe or put a little rating. I would really, really appreciate that. Um, there's already uh, quite a lot of really nice little uh, mentions and reviews so far. 
Um, so thank you to everybody who's done that. If you have any questions for me about the show or you've just got thoughts on the episodes, please send them my way and I'll discuss them on the podcast. And here's how you can get in touch. You can follow on uh, Instagram and YouTube at The Trader Podcast or on X or Twitter at The Trader Pod. Or you could get in touch with me uh, by email at thetradarpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Lindsay, thank you for joining us. I hope you've had fun. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe I could be returning in this season as well. You may well be. Just see that. Just see that. Yep. Until next time, thank <laughs> you for listening and stay faithful. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.